Australia. No, contact. Hold the line. Yep, they're taking fire. Good day, everyone. Another special stream in a response for another special stream. But uh, let's see, let, let's get this going. So it is I, Dark Leftovers, the most humble orc of the clan, joined today with our favorite grandpa, Avidus. Glory in his eternal name, brothers. And then we have the fearless leader himself, Razor. Hey, guys. What's up? And special guest star, as always, Kaczynski. Afternoon and good evening. All right. We've got a good one today. So, uh, Razor, you want to start us off? Yeah, like the the first thing I wanna I wanna start with, yeah, because it, it's kind of killing me. I know I know if you already subscribed to us, even if you didn't have to do that. But the thing that's killing me, everybody did it in the pre-intro of the stream, where you, you can't really even hear the actual uh, subscribe sound. Um, so I'm just gonna replay Idol Idol's uh, subscribe message because <laughs> he's the, the the latest one. I mind you guys like Avitus has no idea what it is, right? So <laughs> I really want to play it so everybody can can actually hear it. I'm gonna probably add all uh, like video for it later on as well, but didn't have time for that. So here it goes. Oh, that's a spicy meatball! Oh, that is a spicy meatball! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Why did I even say that? You, I can't even remember saying that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know you can't have a conversation with Razor because he'll just press Top two buttons and bam. Yeah. Yeah, so moving on, uh, there's another little special thing uh, we want to show you guys. And uh, the most important part about this special thing is we really need to, like, thank Patchouli out of the bottom of our hearts, like, Honestly, I don't think even if we would have paid somebody to do them or whatever, did, you know, like, nobody would have understood what we wanted or, like, we didn't even give proper instructions or anything. Just, like, Klaus just asked Patchouli to, to help us with some emotes and uh, they're incredible, honestly. Like, I, I love them from the first second I saw them. And... Uh, yeah, we hope you guys are gonna are gonna enjoy them. Um, we know we do. <laughs> I was pretty oh, hyped gosh. about today, honestly, only for the emotes, really. I love how he's he's, he's got my personality down to a T just by the glowing red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on an avatar. I think I I love how it perfect like it fits perfectly for Twitch and I don't know if we can get them in the Discord as well because they're just so succulent. Oh uh, yeah, I think we could probably get them on the Discord as well. That's a very good point. Uh, very good point, Dark. I'm gonna look into adding them because they're they're extremely well made and you, like again, Patchouli's like quality in in art is just incredible. It it's not a coincidence that uh, you know the contest all <laughs> went 
<laughs> went uh, went uh, just, in that direction. It's just another example of just how talented, like some members of the Foxhole community are, and I think that's when I'm getting at like how lucky uh, we are to have like some of the people that we have in our community. Not all communities have uh, talented artists like Patchouli and, and other people, you know. So I think we're really lucky to have them, and uh, thank you very much. Razor showing off. He's the only one that can post. <laughs> yeah, love. yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, I think most of you know, but unfortunately, um, we, uh, if we could give them out, you know, all of them instantly, we would have. But Twitch rules are Twitch rules, so um, we can't really uh, have m more than one, one free for the first year. But hopefully, you know, once you guys like give us a subscribe now and again, we can. Uh, we can unlock more for you, and hopefully, Patchouli is gonna be willing to to help us with more. Because I, I again, I'm a, the moment I saw him, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't even know where to begin to to describe how much I love him. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, you non-essential scum. Right. Well, we've got a lot to get through today, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we should probably keep uh, keep moving then. Uh, yeah, Hans, we'll, we'll make sure after the stream I'm going to look into uh, like putting them in uh, the Discord as well. <laughs> Thanks for the host as well, Idol. Right, um, so it's kind of a bit of a tradition, I would say, that we, we talk a bit about the war as well in, in, in our streams. And, um, you know, it's a pretty interesting war, so I think... Today is is a good uh, is a good day to do that as well. I know if um, if you guys followed it a lot, but uh, aside from yesterday, I didn't have a lot of time. Um, let's just go around the table, see see what what thoughts everybody has on them. Kaz, you've been pretty quiet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I have been watching. Like I played the first day of the war, and then the op, and I just kind of watched. Um, Things go sideways really fast because I'll I'll check in on like foxhole stats whatever I'm like hey that 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 blue is disappearing mighty fast for uh, a few days into the war you know <laughs> uh, and so you know obviously the biggest thing I think is some frustration over the MPF situation and all that but uh, both times that I I played were times that DK was on and we've been awesome at least the two times that I was playing with any with any uh, time it so I I felt really good about you know, the inputs that we put into the war, but DK can only do so much. But every time that we've been on in a concerted like effort, concerted group, we've made some pretty impactful differences in some really sketch situations. So it's been cool. It's been good. I mean, personally, I think that the, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been coming for a past, the past two wars, in my opinion, whether, you know, it's getting to the, it was getting to the point where, uh, you know the colonials was what uh, what lost six wars in a row or something like that. And any, I mean, that's bad enough. It's it's damaged the game enough already. So the uh, the devs are probably we're we're definitely looking for a way to crowbar a win in for the colonials. Now I'm not using that as an excuse, but I mean we all know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's it's it doesn't it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to figure it out. Um, what tends to happen, in my opinion, in wars is wardens tend to get pushed back. And I think they looked at that 
and then they looked at how they could set the map up where we would had, have a massive disadvantage as soon as we got pushed back off our uh, first defensive line, and that is losing our mass production factory. Once we've lost the mass, once you don't have a mass production factory, especially in a small scale war, the war's over. It's just a matter of time, really, because you just can't produce enough to keep the enemy at bay. So, do you really think? that the devs premeditated an advantage with this map setup? Because, I mean, I think the map setup's fairly ne- neutral, I guess. Maybe, no. I'm, maybe I'm misreading it. but um, I don't think they might, they, they might not have set, set out, uh, like, with, with it all in mind, like, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. But I think they set it up in a way where it was more likely to come out with a colonial victory, especially with, like... And I have no problem with that, to tell you the truth. With the way- well, I hear you. I just, I'm, I'm just skeptical of skeptical that that was the play that's all i mean if you look the way they probably view was is they probably look at like what's happened uh, on average over the past six wars and on average what tends to happen is we get pushed back in order sure. of line and we hold out and we hold out and then we get battle tanks or whatever silver hands and then we push out and retake the map in a counter-attack um What's happened this time is obviously the colonials have pushed us back because they have the numbers because obviously uh, you know uh, faction changes and stuff to help them out and stuff. Um, they had the numbers, so they did what they they've been doing on average most of the time, and they pushed us back. But this time, one of our frontline maps was the only the only town with a, a mass production factory in it for our entire faction. So I think uh, overall they probably knew what was going to happen. But I think I. Th- I think it's just laziness, dude. I don't. I don't. Th- I think it's like, hey, we're gonna flip the map on the side, and we're not gonna do anything to balance it at all. Like, I, I think it was that that level of carefree attention to it. Um, is, is my to, perspective. To go to Kaz's point, uh, one thing I noticed uh, is uh, the uh, the refineries were still on the map once they restarted up the the, um, the resistance phase. So, <laughs> thank you, Harry. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is they. They actually did that, like, they were doing it while they were setting it up. Like, they did no uh, preparing. The map wasn't even ready when they reset the war. And I can understand, because, like, you know, the the war uh, finished in a weekend, so they just worked on setting it up on on Monday. Um, Even war was even a bit late because of, uh, of all of it. Um, so yeah, I think what Kaz is saying kind of holds truth in the way that they didn't put the the effort needed to set up the war properly. And it might be a, just an unintended consequence, uh, really, but the um, I would say they, they still kind of are thinking it, even if they didn't act on it with intent, like, like Kaz was saying, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> maybe even unconsciously... Um, look at the tech tree again. That's that's another point. Spicy meatball. <laughs> Thank you, Claus. Oh, that is a spicy meatball. So, the tech tree I can't speak to because I haven't even looked at the tech tree. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the, the 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 main issue I have with the tech tree, uh, the fact that uh, yet again they get a lot more variety than than we get a more um, more ways to get what they need. So, for example, the, the main issue with why randoms had no chance of holding ground, because, again, clans can be there 24-7, clans take breaks, clans, you know, uh, 
it's it's it, it, like like Avitus pointed out so many times. It goes down to what what random people can do without inst constantly having support from experienced people, right? And the reality of this war was uh, a stage where the colonials had the mortar half trucks, the colonials had the half trucks, um, and we had we basically had FATs, right? So you could say we had FATs to keep at bay their vehicles, but their mortar half trucks would just like <laughs> take down our so FATs from a distance, and there was nothing nothing to do other than. Uh, go with stickies and sticky them, right? But the problem is to have people do that is like extremely hard because it needs people that actually know what they're doing. You need experienced people that know how to go on a flank, know how to throw a sticky. Because again, I don't think you guys realize, but like stickies, especially for people that are not used to them, they're not the most used, you know, easy to use tool, right? You can easily miss it, even if it travels real fast now. But if you don't you know have how to flank with it, I mean, you just can't charge yeah. at the vehicle, and most players don't understand flanking. Yeah, so it's 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 a huge it's a huge issue, and you know, like Klaus was saying here, because you know the, the the fact that we didn't uh, tech uh, HACs, yeah, that might be a thing. Maybe like the heavy ACs would have helped with the half trucks. Um, that's uh, true, but at the same time, I don't think they would have helped with everything else, right? Um, currently, I we really don't have an answer for the for the mortar half tracks. From at least from a simple point of view, right? Similar to how colonials were saying they have no answer for the silver hand because there wasn't a dedicated tank to respond to that. In the same way, we don't have a, a dedicated RT or whatever you want to call it to counter it. Like our best counter to mortar half tracks is a grenade launcher right now. <laughs> you know, like, aside from stickies, of course, but you know, stickies imply that you need yeah. to be extremely close. How will you get? To, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. But Grody Gamer just says something that like makes me laugh. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's another factor that a lot of people have pointed out. Where you know the the wardens on the colonial team have been showing the the colonials how to use their own equipment. Again, you know. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm sorry to try and to, to like agree with it, but people that say that have a point. Uh, like I've saw exactly what I would be expecting the colonials to do all this time. I've saw it the first time this war, right? Like I saw actually three mortar half trucks attacking us instead of one, <laughs> which in the past never almost happened. This time, you know, with wardens on the other side, it started happening, right? That's a good example of. Uh, of you know and again i think this is a good example of a war where uh the mortar half truck has been used at its full potential and you can see the results of that right literally like there was no way to keep ground uh, and i'm not saying this to find excuses i'm just saying it it's the reality you know it's not it's not that uh, we didn't try to to defend against them, and we mostly succeeded when we were online. I think, especially from from what I follow from our squads, right? Uh, we had squads. As, uh, for example, Bath is a good example, right? We had the squad in Bath for like I think eight hours, right? And at some point, you know, during EU, EU morning, where uh, Americans go to sleep as well. Uh, you know the, the the squad was done there was no, nobody to pick up the the shift so to say the 
the morning shift on the EU. And Bass fell immediately because there was only uh, like, you know, randoms that were low level and didn't know how to deal with the vehicles left and they couldn't put up with all the pressure. And it's understandable. It's not their fault. Like, you know, for sergeants and such, they're, they're just like focused on that front line and they're, <laughs> they're not really looking for flanks. It's, it's really hard for them to, to deal with such a weapon, honestly. The first war that they were introduced, like we saw how bad they can they can really be. Like they they pushed us so far up when the mortar half tracks were first released. It it's a real it's a real advantage for what they were given. The placement where they were in the in the tech tree was not like justifiable because again there was like no counter until you can even say to an extent too for until howitzers are there. You, you get what I mean and. I, I don't know because even like when you try to sticky it, it can still outmaneuver the guys. Yeah. Like it's the, extremely fast, can, yeah. Yeah, unless you can completely like catch it off guard, where it's like encased from other defenses. But this is the thing: is they're almost always behind some type of defense, and they yeah. can creep their stuff forward as long as they have it forward. And it's just like you can't use field equipment to deal with it because it's gonna find it and it's gonna kill the crew with the gun. The counterplay to the mortar half track is regrettably the mortar half track misplaying, uh, and it has to misplay, and you have to play exceptionally well to outplay them, right? Because it has to put itself in an environment it has no business being in for you to leverage that, like, because. But if 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 the colonials, for instance, do, you know, a a very methodical, purposeful bunker hop siege with the mortar half tracks anchoring that advance, that's unstoppable at a certain stage of the war, unless there's an overwhelming manpower advantage on the ward side. Certainly, when they've got a a line of MG half tracks in front of them as well, which they had yeah. yesterday, that were just advancing with infantry behind them. I mean, even though we are losing this war, it, it was refreshing yesterday to actually fight an enemy that was fighting back. I mean, after yesterday, Avidus, the tables turned. Mate. Yeah, like, I mean, I it's, it's it's a it's it's not uh, nearly as dire as it was Saturday morning. And uh, you know, you need to remember that from here, every every day that passes is getting closer to to where wardens shine to you know once tanks unlock once fa unlocks as well those are all tools that will favor us and the more answers we have to the mortar half track the, the better our chances are it always was i just think our will our production is going to be what naxes in the end well that's such that's a big truth on that because it's what keeps logi players in the game and if they have to do it more physically by hand instead of just using the mass production factory, they're going to be burnt out real quick. And that's just the the big the big scare right now is if the wardens can't recapture that mass production factory, it's going to look uh, very, very hairy once we get to late game. And that's what was unbelievable about yesterday is that we have two mass production factories churning out mortar half-tracks and half-tracks just like pouring them in <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a, an assembly line in a drown veil, and we were just smashing them over and over and over again. We killed them three to one i think when we did the math on it, it was either three or four to one on the armor trades that we made through the op yesterday which was which was obscene just the number of dead colonial vehicles. i mean yeah it's like i literally saw uh, sergeants on the colonial side just running around in mortar half trucks just using them as trucks so that's that's the abundance you know like he was like like my car oh yeah i love it can i have it <laughs> They were charging them into tier two trenches just to, to get rid of the trenches and <laughs> our lines. It's crazy. 
which was pretty useful though, because it made it easier for us to actually <laughs> take them. them and also take them from them. Because like you know, that's yeah. that's our best option right now is to just uh, steal steal their stuff and use it against them. But I mean, to what uh, to kind of Holland's point, I've enjoyed the the fight, so to speak. Oh yeah, uh, just yesterday for the couple hours, I was only able to play a couple hours, but had an absolute blast being under uh, under equipped, so to speak, and, and still making plays. It, it was just it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was uh, it was refreshing to to have such a hard. Uh fight on our hands and I think uh, I think actually everybody enjoyed it I saw a lot of people staying for a lot longer for the op um, you know traditionally ops would be yeah traditional ops would be starting to fade out uh, faster in the past because of you know less resistance so people would get bored but now because there was always a uh, always something to do always a flank always an attack coming uh, people uh, were engaged for longer which felt really really good honestly um from from everybody can we just talk briefly about a little bug that has been getting on my absolute <laughs> weeks and it's the reason why i had to uh sit in a queue twice yesterday the binos bug yeah that's terrible. so when you're using the bi when you're using the binos it'll like bug your character out and you can't uh you can't move or whatever and you have to log out of the game and if you log out obviously uh, it puts you to the back of the queue, so you're just sitting in a queue again. It's just absolutely like you get to fix that so badly because it's such an integral part of the game. Yeah, that's definitely something that I couldn't understand why they would leave that. Well, I mean, how many days is, of this war has it been? And this has been known since binos were unlocked. Like, yo, like you can get glitched off these, and there's no hot fix. Well, since since last war, like, you, st you still got bugged in the back of a half track. Uh, with them as well, so it's been going on since last war. I'm pretty sure a lot of people reported it at this point, but it's it, we're not gonna realistically get something done until after the war, probably at this point. Well, one thing I would say, just uh, you don't have to log out to uh, get it to get it fixed. You just gotta get someone to kill you. Oh. Like that's what that's what I had with me. Just yeah, that's what kills me. That that's the workaround basically what <laughs> what I've been using as a, well you know and on land you have options but on on water it's it's pretty fucking silly having people uh, like what? spot with uh, bar <laughs> just for gunboats. Jesus Christ, it's just silly. It's really silly. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully though. We might, but realistically, I wouldn't expect it to to be fixed until next war, honestly, from from experience. Right. So let's keep uh, let's keep moving because I think uh, that's enough for 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 the war for now. Let's get on. Yeah, let's get on with it. Hopefully, we can come back to it if uh, if it's still on next time we we talk here. So we actually had um, uh, a really nice question from Summoner here. Um, Dark. First question. I know you're excited about it, so um, I'll I'll give it over to you. Uh, I was I was uh, I wasn't trying to be mean, but I was gonna put a voice, but I'll just read it normally. So Summoner says, "Dear podcast people, I have some food for your brain. Since Foxhole is more of an interwar period between the two world wars, 
the main communication systems were carriers, wire telephones. Well, sorry. I, outside just started like pouring and scared the hell out of me. I thought the pipe just broke. <laughs> uh, where was I? Wire telephones and some basic unreliable radios. That would be... What would the game be like if we didn't have modern communication methods like Discord, TeamSpeak, and the in-game Whoop squad? It'd be like playing Colonials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna go. I was just gonna call it shit, but you know that's even better. <laughs> oh my god, Cass, that was like extremely brutal. <laughs> Nobody was expecting well, that. I, I imagine what someone is getting at is what would the game be like. Uh, if we had something more akin to like Project Zomboid's levels of communication for anybody who knows that game, where you sort of like your radios are really uh, un like short distance or wherever, maybe you know you can only broadcast half a map or something like that. And if you want to get a message further, you'll have to send someone on a on a bike to like as a runner or something like that. Is that something you, that you think he's getting out? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think some of there... a world, a world that doesn't have Teamspeak. Discord. I mean, I, I was only it... partly kidding, by the way. Think... <laughs> Just so you know, because that's how a lot of the colonial fights actually go: is them talking to each other on the fronts using the in-game VoIP, and there's little to no coordination outside of that, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it it could be. Uh... It would be awesome, dude. The problem with it is, is you would need every single player, player on the game with it on board with it. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, that just wouldn't be a thing. You're like it, it would, it would need you'd need it need to be established from the from the word go, really. And even still, you'd still get people using Discord. You know what I mean? Uh, it would severely impact. Although it would be fun for for a clan like ours, where we could take on the challenge of you know maybe our communications, you know, we can do it this way, but a lot of clans, a lot of, a lot of people just wouldn't be into it and they just use a third-party software to, yeah. to make it. That's the real thing is that no matter what, if there's a poor communication system in-game, there would, there would always be a counterpart third-party system to help boost for that because it's something that clans and organized groups really need to function is to be able to... I mean, to I, I, have, I have a bit of experience with this, actually, because I play uh, on a Daisy role-player server where uh, obviously communication it's just like whoever you meet on the road or whoever you know you you happen to overhear their uh, conversation on the radio that you're using or something like that that's the only way that you really get in communication with people in game well think barotrauma oh or, or, yeah or barotrauma but um in it, like you still get groups of people on that on that game using uh, third-party software to communicate with each other because the in-game communication is very, very limited. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, while the idea sounds really cool from my perspective, you know, like, just imagine how cool it would be for people to just uh, use, uh, like, actual radios or, like, even little structures where, you know, they're designed exactly they're designed to be able to send uh, messages between towns or even between maps that would be pretty would be cool you know like to receive updates of what's happening on on, on other maps via little uh, communication center or whatever I think, I think the way that it could be implemented in game and this is the only way i can really think of it working 
is if you take it out of the player's hands and have something along the lines of you'd if you want say your you've set your spawn in abandoned ward for argument's sake yeah you've set your spawn in abandoned ward so you get intelligence that uh, is linked to abandoned ward so you would get for instance uh, all of the radio towers around around abandoned ward and then if it's got a link to let's say callahan's boot then you'd get all that uh, radio mm -hmm. information as well and so on and so forth however if your faction ca uh, captures the base way behind enemy lines and start building radio towers around it and shit like that if though if that base is not connected by one of these radio lines or whatever then you uh, the people that don't have their spawn set with uh, to that linked base wouldn't receive that intelligence and i think that's the only way it could really work in terms of sort of uh, in-game practicality segregating basically what what you can see uh, depending on 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 in-game stuff yeah that that could be a, a way to go because like and it also might even help with a lot of the griefing and you know like people using alts and stuff right if the intel wouldn't be available for everybody at, at a click of a button it would be more segregated depending on where you are and what you're interacting with and it would also mean that you could for instance set uh, send partisans out so say if you uh, were say your clan is going to attack a town um that's on the edge of you know it's on the front line but it's segregated or something like that and you want to get the element of surprise you could send a group of partisans to take out the uh, link that you know the communication towers or something like that that link that base to the rest of the colonial faction or the warden faction um, which means that base is intelligence would only be limited to the people who have their spawn set at that base i think that would actually be really cool now i'm thinking about it it would be sick as fuck. it would add another layer to the game uh, that i think would be really good it's somewhere on the list after balancing revolvers and shotguns yeah yeah and, that's and trains uh, trains and submarines and all the rest of it but, yeah. <laughs> can can i also add the the two big fucking depressions of of my life which are the squad system and the operation system <laughs> if we're just adding stuff to the pile yeah well what makes that even worse not to derail it but is that that they had a system that worked and then they made it worse like, um <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't yeah. great, but but you actively made it worse in many respects. The 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 biggest frustration for me was the squad system where where the officer function was removed for no apparent reason, at least for us, you know, like um, for the ones of you who didn't get to play on that period of time, uh, all squads basically had a, uh, a an owner, so to call it, the, the guy who actually made the squad. And he had the ability to nominate officers of the squad, right? He could say, I made a squad, I'll make Avitus, Dark, and Kaczynski my officers. So when I'm, when I'm not online, uh, they can accept people in the squad. They can basically manage the squad. But I'm the owner of the squad in the end, you know. But I can give people access to it by making them officers. And, you know, it, for the life of me, I can't understand why was that removed without anything to to you know to come in its place i think uh you have a correct me if i'm wrong but you have a under the helmet coming up in the next few weeks that talks about communication don't you cast yeah we're planning on putting communication on the list and yeah i was thinking you know the next next one's probably going to be on you know delegation 
uh, proper delegation, proper taking initiative, and, uh, and communication is such a significant element of that. It's likely going to be linked to that. Cool. Well, uh, t uh, make sure you keep an eye out for that one, guys, because uh, I'm sure that we all talk about uh, in-game intelligence and communicating that and stuff like that. So that's something to, to watch the, out for. Let's get to the next topic now. This is a that was a good yeah. question, though. Glad hopefully more people can submit more. Yeah, that was really nice of you, Summoner. We really appreciate taking the time, mate. And you know, everybody else, feel free to to chip in uh, if you guys wanna wanna ask anything. Right. So let's go to the to the actual hard Whoa. hard part of the <laughs> discussion here, uh, the development update and. You know, a lot of people were excited and, you know, they promised for it to be big. And it was big, in my opinion, but it, was it, was, it wasn't big in, in what I was expecting. You know, like I was hoping, well, you guys know what I was hoping for, but none, none of what I was hoping was was even close, I guess. Um, so, yeah, let's just look. Let's just jump right, uh, right in the first thing, which is probably right the most disastrous of of, <laughs> of things. <laughs> Kaz oh already is like God. laughing his laugh, uh, and you know because of you know I want to remind you guys because like I don't want to I don't want to put Kaz in the spot here, but he's a bit of an expert on on things like communication and stuff. So I think I, I really want to hear from him first, um, and, and then I'll probably pitch in with my own memes about it. Yeah, so uh, again, I, I am more than happy to be wrong about this. But you know, the, the, when I first saw this, I think I, I forget my initial reaction, but I don't think I made a verbal sound, uh, like or, or like a uh, a sound that was sensible. I was like, "What in the world is this? What are we doing here? Why is this? Why is this a priority?" Um, and I don't even know where to start. I really need to, I'm, I'm a little flat-footed here because I've got so many directions. Like I know intuitively that this is bad. I'm struggling to find the objective way to explain why this is so bad and so so poor. So I'm, I'm I, a, I'll, I'll pass for, for a second. I, but I just uh, I just love how this uh, it's it like draws so many like uh, similarities to like China where you like get a citizen <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You got a law rate and then you go into the gulag sort of thing. Oh my god! We do not like your post. Downvote them, everyone. Send them to Gulag. So it's well, funny. we're going to get so much grief for this, right? Because we you know we like we already get grief for using our votes responsibly, so to speak, with griefing players. Now, like if somebody's got a bad commentary, it's like, oh, it's just eighty-two DK. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, 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 we can't win here. <laughs> it's the it, question is. I don't mean, go ahead, go ahead. The question is, who? Who asked for who asked for something like like what 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 spawned to need this need to take time to add up and down vote system for you know what I mean like we already got rid of uh we already got rid of war, world, uh, all world chat you know what I mean so why do we why do we need more filtering and whatnot just to maybe more people? maybe this is I mean I can I can appreciate from our point of view that this might seem quite unnecessary. Um, but maybe from a colonial point of view, it's a little bit more prudent to have something like this put in. I mean, I know it's not a very good method, and the, the, you know, the, it's it's uh, comedic almost. But it's uh, I think they're trying to you know stem down the uh, useless information. Well, on... it's it's I, I get where you're going at, and this is kind of where. You... It's it's actually this is a hundred percent 
moderation is hard and we don't want to deal with it. So we're going to find a system with which to defer moderation to the players. Uh, and, and they're presuming rational, reasonable human beings to participate in this process to move bad, toxic communication out and bring relevant communication forward by making it, you know, more desirable. But that, that just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, we, we already see elements of this in, in how Reddit works and Reddit has its pluses and minuses. And so you're kind of bringing a, a Reddit style form of upvoting slash downvoting, but on a more, uh, like a, a broader scale, right? So imagine if a Reddit shit poster can get enough points that he suddenly has favorability all the time over, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It just, it just seems a, a little bit over the top, doesn't it? For, for a it's thing. just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. And it, like, I, I think you made a really good point there where the it's like laziness, but I, th I think they're trying to get at, making the game self-sufficient so they don't have to do anything when it's fully released sort of thing, where it can just sort of like sit on its own on the shelf earning money and they don't have to do anything for it. I think that's what they're trying to work towards. It's a little bit worrying, really. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking along Gotti's lines. I didn't want to bring it up because I was trying to put my head around it. But yes, the first thing that I thought of when I saw this slide was the Overwatch, uh, Overwatch's experiments with some of this. Um, and I wasn't like, I don't, I didn't think the connection was strong enough to really talk about it. But but I did think of that as well. Yeah, they get like they're getting their their questions handed to them on on press courts before they have to answer them, and now they're getting a, a citizens rating. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like this is brilliant. It's it's like it's like we're literally in a communist fucking video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really funny, Avatus, because you actually bit me to it. But like the the instant the instant this showed up on on the dev stream. Like the first thing, uh, you know, that that popped into my mind was that one article I was reading about, you know, like China and their like rating for for citizens. <laughs> and I instantly that was the thing because like upvotes and downvotes on what people say, like in every line of it, you know, they give us assurance that apparently, you know, it's it's a smart system that learns and you know having a lot of people downvote instantly won't. Uh, won't really have an, uh, the effect you, you would expect it to have. But, you know, even if it has some sort of fail-safes, right, where it doesn't mute a guy because he gets, like, 10, 20 downvotes in a second or two, you can't tell me that downvotes are not going to, you know, like, still be affected, right? They are going to be affected. And it's like, I'm, I'm really interested in what are uh, what's going to happen. What's going to happen when well, a guy gets to, like, zero or minus or whatever the... I just hope there's reports that start coming out as soon as this thing goes live of like anybody criticizing the game or the devs <laughs> start getting a, a really low communication rating out of nowhere. Jesus, well, I hope your, point, your point's not like, I mean, I don't necessarily think there, but what's going to happen is depending on the culture of the, um, of the team in question is dissent is going to be squashed, right? So if you're not in the echo chamber, then suddenly your ideas aren't worth listening to. So some people that may be right about certain things or be expressing certain ideas that aren't popular, that suddenly gets subordinated over time because that guy gets a reputation of people not wanting to listen to him and the most uh, prominent people in the community take advantage of that. And so you build an echo chamber of stupidity around yourself where dissenting ideas aren't heard. And I, I, that may be like a really, really dramatic reaction to it, but that's... That's I mean, where that's we're heading. Happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty scary, honestly. Like, the first reaction is laughter. The second reaction is, whoa, you know, like, it's just like my my overthought after, you know, sitting down with this and looking at it for a good while is this is going to push even more people uh, away from the game, honestly. Um, especially people like, like, like you guys said, people that are not necessarily a mainstream people that are not going to be following the wave of what not going to be agreeing with everybody and um you know they're going to feel like shit right like they're not going to be able to have a position good or wrong you know like maybe it's 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 a bad position to have but until now the way people counter that bad position was trying to offer better arguments for their for themselves right trying to uh, give a reason why this guy is wrong now it's gonna be like you know, like people don't even need to give arguments; they can just ask everybody they know to downvote that guy constantly right. <laughs> in the chat, well, and that's all they need to do. You know, I don't want people downvoting my duck markers anymore. Okay, like if I lose <laughs> the ability to post duck markers, my life is over. <laughs> Look, as as overlord of a clan of two hundred people, I am more than happy and welcoming this change. <laughs> Silence people who dare say something against what right. I have to say. Here, here, here. That being said, I think we're good to go into the next thing. Yeah, we should this. definitely. Yeah, but it's it's the most shocking one, so I guess this is why we kind of. Oh, we got we got more shockers coming in. Yeah, but I I don't know I this is just like bad. Next shockers are whatever. <laughs> um, this was a weird one. Um, yeah, I know I don't even where to pick off from from this one. Wait and see. Yeah, it's it's such a weird presented mechanic to be honest. I like this building as well looks like a bunker it's not really a bunker uh how is it gonna work it, it from what it sounds like it's just gonna appear out of thin air because apparently they're not on the map right they're just gonna appear where there's um where there's gonna be uh frontier bases made by players this they yeah go described ahead. it as they described it as dynamic faults if anybody remembers false. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but like, are they going to be on the map or are they just going to spawn in, like, appear no, like mushrooms? No, they spawn in. See, that, is, that's this weird. Is a, this is a developer intervention during high pop times. Like, this doesn't, it's not automated. A moderator or a developer has to execute this as a, as some kind of manual intervention when they feel the pop is a problem. Which is weird to what? me. Like, if that's the case, it's even more weird. Like, it's them really weird. Getting into just fucking seeing Marfa dropping from the sky, putting down a building and then just disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> he ascends from the heavens. Uh, All right, yep. He's like, oh gosh, people are stuck in home region. Let me put this useless bunker out here with some supplies to give people the I delusion think, that they're helping the faction. I think this thing is going to be far from useless. I so Maybar's correcting me. Maybar's correcting me. He I, says it's auto. It's auto, right? Sorry. I think it's. Um, I think it's going to be far from useless. I think this thing is going to be like almost too OP. Like I think this, what? I think they're gonna. Well, I think this thing is going to. Be I'm with Avatus on like, this one. Yeah, they, it's concrete, by the way, guys. Like what you've got to remember is that they're trying to keep the fighting going in a region, so they're going to make this thing OP to make sure that the fight keeps going on the border. You're not going to be able you know, to kick out the enemy because of this. Okay, now I see what you're getting at because it's because right now what we currently have is a normal frontier base, which is just a little tent, which could easily be destroyed. By a mortar, always is by one guy with a mortar too. Yeah. 
So this is a, that solution to once you get a foothold, we're going to give you a hard, a real hard, hard foothold. So that way you, you don't have to rely on that single one guy can end your whole push. The I mean, issue, I'm, good. I'm uh, I'm sort of on the fence with it. I think it's going to, it, on the one hand, it might work. On the other, it might be completely bullshit. I think it's going to depend whether you're attacking or defending one of these things, uh, your viewpoint, really. But um, I think that they'd need to do something about, obviously, overpopping in regions. And if it works, it works. So I'm willing to see how it turns out. My concern is that like a push doesn't go well in a region because you put a harder base there. It goes well because the team is either prepared to use it or not prepared to use it. And so if this auto automatically spawns as some kind of pressure relief valve for population, you get a bunch of uncoordinated people spawning off of it and suddenly ex- expect random logi and vehicle resources to assemble and rally behind that push. I think that's very optimistic. I think it's just going to reduce, like, for instance, a, let's just say for argument's sake, a bunch of 20 randoms pushing into a region. Not a lot of communication, maybe one guy, you know, telling them what to do, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to stop those types of pushes getting destroyed by the likes of Rusted Gaming or somebody like that coming up on yeah, along sure. the border with a mortar, you know, a bit, you know what I mean? Where that would end that push before, now it's going to take a lot, something a lot more substantial to bring one of these things down. I think it also depends on what supplies it starts with, honestly. Like, the, if it, it starts with a pretty robust supply footprint, this is a lot more viable versus if it's just like a, you know, a, a poor man's fob kit to keep some infantry skirmishing. Well, my worrying is, uh, like, attackers are going to love it, I'm sure, but defenders are going to have nightmares about this thing because, like, especially it doesn't look like it has variation. So if this thing, you know, like, pops into the region, even if we are still at sticks and stones, you're not taking it down. That's concrete. Good point. That's fucking concrete. You're not taking it down. You can bring whatever you want to it. The only way you might be able to bring it down is to like drain it out of whatever is inside with shirts and everything and then shoot it with rifles for two million years, which we're not going to be able to do. I was about to say, which we're not going to be able to do because rifles are going to do nothing to it. It just depends on how strong it is. Like we're assuming a pretty strong health pool because it looks concrete. But for all we know, this is a straw house painted great i mean yeah. very i mean i know they said it's better yeah i'd be very surprised if that's the case like i'm trying to think in the way that the devs think and i'm thinking that if they want to keep a fight going in a region they'll, they'll just sat around the table and said right we're going to stick a little frontier base in there with 10 times the health that it normally has or 100 right. times the health that it normally has or whatever so like all things, it depends on the HP pool and the initial footprint of resources as to how good this thing is. Uh, something you've got to remember as well in response to you, Razor, um, about the sticks and stones thing. Think about the circumstance in which one of these things can show up. Yeah, One of these things can only show up really once uh, the middle maps have been lost. And most of the time, those, those maps take at least a couple of days to to either fall into the colonial hands or fall into warden hands. So I think the the first time one of these things can actually show up is maybe about a week into the war, something like that. I mean, it depends, because like this war, was, it went pretty fast. And yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, that, that, this was, a bit, uh, these are going to show up in high pop wars. You know what I mean? And so you can't, you can't really compare this war to a, a war in which one of these things is going to show up. Not necessarily, because there's point on the map, on the middle maps, where um, the devs split it in such a way where you could take one, 
like one relic base or one town on the edge and that gives you access to the next map bordering access i mean and if you yeah. do yeah. an invasion there you're gonna have this day one no problem <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say and i think the, the the update in which this comes out is also the update in which uh makes defenses yeah yeah, yeah. so that's going to slow the progression of armies down as well so that's going to further increase the time in which one of these things can actually show up in the world True. So I think by the time it actually comes around, it will be viable. Um, something that you was pointing out, which is uh, which is worth uh, thirty seconds of attention. Map Beetle is not available near frontier borders anymore, um, and he's asking parties and highways along every border. <laughs> which yeah, from oh my god. Yeah, it's 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 hard to even imagine exactly how is it gonna affect things but uh it's gonna be extremely hard to predict what are the implication of this as well because you, you can't see shit on, on borders now anymore either uh it it's hard you know even you, you can see it. like even right now trying to imagine it it's it's really hard to to predict what's how it, the outcome is yeah Trying to give it like trying to give me a fucking aneurysm thinking about that exactly right. Like, it's so hard to like you know accounting yeah. for everything that changes. <laughs> we just don't know the values, so we're not. We no. just aren't gonna know. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like we're debating, you know, but we don't know what we're really debating. I think, I think we're gonna have to really revisit this topic, um, and and maybe you know look back on this conversation when we do revisit it just to see mm -hmm. what we got right. Yeah, and what we got wrong. So this is another. Uh, I mean, it's comparable to the first one, but it's it's not as shocking. But can I? Yeah, go ahead, Dark. I, I just want to say, like this, this just looks like getting participation trophies mm -hmm. for, like, you know, like oh, do, you mm -hmm. lost, but at least you did this, this, and that. <laughs> it's like I, I don't, I don't know. It's just like you lost, but you also you should feel good about your loss, though. You you managed to held out to do all these things. Instead of getting a decisive victory, you managed to change it to a a, a valiant defeat. Wow! <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I mean Kaz had a conversation about this the other day yeah. in the channel, and uh, he brought up a really, really good point that I didn't really even think about to start with. Because at, at the, at, when I first saw this, I was all up for it. I, I was like, "Yeah, this, you know, whatever. It, it'll be, you know, good if you're losing a war to, you know, get whatever." Uh, to challenge yourself to to do at least something um but then he sort of brought up the idea of uh, one of the achievements is something like when you only uh, own like 30 percent of towns take a backline logy town map which sort of encourages the behavior of a massive uh scale naval invasion that has to travel a couple of maps at least through hostile territory to then reach its destination which is fortified to all shit to then take the town but now that i, I don't it go, go on, like, i don't want to cut you off real quick i just want to chime in the colonials have been doing that for the past couple of wars <laughs> if you guys remember yeah. like mm -hmm. that, that was literally for them like yeah but that that's their for them. that's their choice that's their choice dude and that's fair enough if they want to do that but what we're seeing now is the developers of the game actually encouraging that behavior when in actuality that type of shit and the we all know the resources required to do something like that would be astronomical it would be it would be more than we could handle on our own 
attacking a, a backline logi map especially when you're losing the war at the late stages of the war when resources are really thin like do you really want to be taking like probably 40 percent of what your to your faction your faction resources to, to on a, an all-out assault on their logic base no that's not how the game works that's not how the type of behavior you, sh you should be encouraging the tactical yeah. thinking you, you should be encouraging at all it's a bad uh, strategic play to encourage like it's yeah. doomed to failure even if you perfectly execute it you're losing that town you cannot yeah. sustain it Absolutely. I mean, uh, there is a couple of the achievements that I think are okay to be in the game. Sure. For instance, for instance, uh, having thirty percent of your towns or whatever percentage, like ha having twenty percent, thirty-five percent of your towns left, uh, and then surviving four days, uh, I think that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, get a. I think it's, it's four or five. I it's less than survive right for longer than three days when your faction owns less than twenty percent of all towns. Like I think that's yeah. fine. I think that because that's, that's been a complaint we've had is that people just give up. So anything that incentivizes them to keep fighting, that's that, that is healthy. I'll give you that. Yeah. A special operation needs to be taken out though. That's ridiculous. I I don't think they actually looked at um, you know the in-depth effect of, of of what you just said out this i don't think it was ever on their mind that the, the well, it just solidifies the statement dude that they don't play their own game you know what i mean i've said i've heard it a million times from other people i've said it but this is just i mean you can't get better proof than that than that really right. that they don't play their own game or understand their own game to sit to it to well to i think you're I think understands the right word because I think that a lot of the a lot of uh, devs looked at some of those Port Orion naval landings, but oh guys, that was so cool, that was awesome, high fives all around. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I mean, I know that 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 looks looks cool and great, but that is a tragic waste of your team's opportunity to gather good ground. You know, yeah. well, yeah. what I would argue about that is you could basically do the same sort of invasion that the colonials try but do it in a relevant place right like why exactly. do you why do you need to take it all the way in the back of nowhere where you're gonna even if you like you said even if you're gonna succeed it and do it to a t you're still gonna lose that town there's no way you're gonna ever actually like oh we you know like we got port of rhyme we're gonna start a pincer maneuver from this side no it's never gonna fucking happen yeah right Let's keep this moving, because uh, you know, I, my my only two cents on this is exactly with. Now I'll I'll give it back to you, Dar. But I just wanted to say, like, um, the the first thing that came into my mind, as it was in your mind, is participation trophies. Like, it really felt like that thing, you know, where everybody needs to get a diploma for <laughs> for showing up, and. Look at Go ahead. Look at all all of the achievements. Like majority of them are for losing. <laughs> well, I don't think majority of these are for losing. I don't think necessarily that's the problem. But the, you know the the problem is they're they're not focused on on things like Avitus said on on things that would be healthy and constructive for the team and strategically wise, right? Yeah, some of them are like like they pointed out. You know, just like you know, hold fast resistance when when you have a few towns left and you need to defend them or whatever, but they don't feel like they're, uh, you know, focused on, on, uh, you know, on production, on other stuff like that really wins wars, right? On maneuvers that wins wars for that matter. Anyway, let's keep it going because we still have a lot of stuff. We have a... 
rain of sunshine here, so directly to dark for this one, because I just realized you got it's a snippet. You don't you don't have the gifs either, but yeah, but yeah. What, what you would imagine seeing right there is uh, there's supposed to be a f field guns like all around. You can't see them because they're planning on adding a you know a line of sight similar to how you'd see infantry if you don't see them around the corner. I'm really excited for this because you'd be able to like I've always dreamed of having one of those AT uh, pushable AT guns like hit down an alleyway in the abandoned ward as a tank comes around the corner or something. Mm -hmm. And that's really I mean, good. You thought FAs were good before. Oh yeah, and that's like there, there's there's both high concerns and high praise for for this subtle change because now we can have field equipment essentially be be safe just from you know it's it's its own counterpart. And what makes me even love it the most is just like Avid said is you can now use AT field guns because that was the biggest issue is they stick out like a sore thumb the mortar half track will see it and then shoot it or even other infantry as well and like you can probably use these equipment now like in like exactly how you're supposed to have them like you know hitting to the side though given and i'm not gonna say anything that like you know if if an at gun was to catch a light tank off guard light tank's still gonna get away it's it's not gonna mm -hmm. It's not gonna, you know, close the gap to like get it destroyed, but you're gonna scare them, and that's that's all you're gonna do. No matter what, this is positive for the game. This is a good change. Oh yeah, all in all, yeah. happy, happy it has it there. I hope they can expand on it a little bit more. Needed to happen two years ago, but here we are. So there it is. <laughs> I'm gonna switch it real quick on my browser here, so we can show it a bit. So it's just clear to everybody. There we go, there. So good. Just having a, a, like a, a like a an AT gun behind that house, a tank rolls along that road, take it off guard. That's exactly what they're supposed to be used for as well. Ambush tactics. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the. And they said something stuff. about uh, making it easier to get in place guns to the front line. So hmm. that's going to be good as well. That's interesting to hear as well. Um... Emplacements will get in the future as well, so that that kind of makes it kind of scary for, you know, how do you deal with the the howitzers defending? You know, I'm just looking at for like an attacking point of view is like, because it, it it's kind of easier to see, you know, it, while you're defending, looking out, trying to find other people. But one thing I also is like when you're when you're trying to counter snipe using artillery, you don't really see infantry, unless the conditions are really really right you know you got to be like as close to the front as possible then you can see infantry and utilize it but you know just trying to see like how can i snipe a howitzer that's in a cheeky spot where i don't know where it is or how do you even know if they have howitzers in place until you know you get the you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to i think the uh when it fires it's gonna still show its muzzle smoke so that's probably where you're going to find the guns or how you're going to find the guns is by its uh, its muzzle smoke when it fires. Yeah, also, uh, Klaus was asking, wouldn't it work already with the walls, uh, building a wall in-game? And I feel like it works, but it also doesn't work because there's a lot of positions where with binos you can pretty much, uh, pretty much see it even behind walls. I generally don't have a lot of issues with it. You just need to have the angle. Yeah, the issue is just the the normal foxhole uh, line line of sight slash draw distance, where 
Like, I, like even now in game, like right now, like you, you can try to find a howitzer. Everyone else says, "Yeah, it's over here. It's behind this watchtower." I'm looking behind the watchtower. I don't see it. It hasn't rendered on my screen yet. But all in all, it's it's it's, it's a welcome change. I hope they get it fit in in the update. Well, I think it's it's I think it's going to add another skill level to artillery. So people that are good at artillery are just going to shine uh, a lot more now. I think. Uh, there's one more I think I missed in the slides. I just realized when I I, I was looking in the dev stream real quick because it was similar with this one. So I'm just going to switch to browser real quick to show it to you guys. Uh, it's one with the open top. Apparently, uh, gunners on open top vehicles get a 25% additional sight range. So the open top thing doesn't become just a gimmick. Uh, and uh, this one I, I also think is good, if you ask me, because, you know, makes more sense now yeah it makes sense and I, it's a it's a good thing because i mean <laughs> i can only imagine the conversation that they had where you know they would say everyone was complaining about the open top should we change it no we don't want to change the model what can we do uh and i think it's a good move to make the psych uh, range increased um with open tops need to improve that range for everything honestly but yes this is yeah. still fine that's where I'm trying to go out with it. Like, given it makes the open top like a reason for it, and to have people stop complaining that our vehicle is just inherently weaker now. But this should have been something they just gave to gunners and all vehicles. To be honest, like, like right now, look at the, the old sight range. That's what all all vehicles have right now. If you're in a gun spot, you're aiming at the corner of your damn screen. Even in context of infantry gameplay as well, you're always aiming at the corner of that screen. But the new sight range. Look how awesome it is now to like have that view distance you know you still can't hit the guy past your effective range but you can at least not have to reliably aim on the corner of your screen that much the fact that you have to aim to your or corner screen from so many aspects of this game to be even just you know basic combat efficiency is kind of ridiculous like we're all used to it and immune to it at this point but one of the like i know i know of players that have tried this game and would really consider coming back to this game if they didn't have to twist into the corner of the screen every two seconds that like that mechanic is so oppressive that like this is just too annoying for me to even begin to enjoy this game. Klaus is also saying the bonus, the vision bonus also applies to emplacement half trucks. Basically, anything that's open top, even in the non-traditional sense of open top. So if it doesn't have a roof like above its head, uh, all of it is gonna look like the the new sight range, which is really it good. Is. And like Dark said, like if you guys remember that bug. Um, when you could have that huge uh, distance viewing, like everybody was so happy about it, you know, <laughs> you know, people call it an exploit and cheating or whatever. I don't know how much it was cheating because, like, I remember uh, I saw a lot of it going on and people were showing that, like, that saying you couldn't shoot and couldn't see over the circle around you, right? You would just have a, a wider perspective around you, which made it easier for you to. To grasp especially your position with vehicles right because if if you only um see the the corner of your screen you might want to go for the turret of the tank let's say but you're not going to risk it right you're going to shoot as soon as you see the track so you can back up you know what i'm saying so it really makes it really cuts in the gameplay experience i think the you know your, your inability to see in front of you even if you're not in range so to call it on Razor, why does the Colonial Faction always have these open-top vehicles? It's unfair. <laughs>
I don't know. Um, I don't think it's 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 all about positioning. And yeah, I think there's a valid point of saying uh, new players and such have a harder time to understand these mechanics. So that's where the disadvantage actually lies in, where the randoms don't really uh, position themselves and take into account this. Uh, this thing of the vehicle that it, it's open top so you need to adjust to maybe getting decrewed uh you need to adjust of uh, not having a high ground above you and so on and so forth so i think there's a from that aspect that's a a legit complaint but i personally wouldn't mind if they did the reverse right like count out uh, the amount of open top vehicles the the colonials have i know we're up to three or something like that I know Wardens have the half truck, which is open top. Um, at least the gunner is. But yeah, you know they should they should even the odds if needed. Although I guess they don't want to even the odds because Wardens being in the north is not really you know like a northern faction wouldn't leave their vehicles open top. <laughs> that that also, would They just gotta give them an option to just like like. And this one thing we'll see soon is that they could just put a tarp on top. You know, what I mean, not saying it it's gonna solve anything, but at least visually and. Maybe in game, you know, just like all they have to do is just put a little tarp that covers the top, and that's what normal, uh, like, like World War Two vehicles kind of had, like, to cover that open top. You know what I mean? Like, they mm -hmm. would just put tarps on top just to cover that that top side. Maybe they could do that with the uh, upgraded versions of the vehicle or something. That might be, even that, so. yeah, that, yeah. That might, that might be a good variation twist. sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's not realistic, not being able to decrude them when they had the tarp on would be acceptable. It wouldn't be the fucking end of the world, if you ask me. I know it's pretty silly because, you know, that tarp wouldn't prevent uh, them from getting shot, but, you know, you don't have to report every... Like, there's a strong culture of not reporting everything to, to real life when it suits, you know, the, uh, the vision, so to say. So this can be one of those cases. It's like the, the liberty between we're not going to do this because it's not viable, it makes it makes no sense in real life, and then, you know, putting something that makes no sense in real life anyway. We're not making any pretenses to realism here. It's fine. Exactly, yeah. You can just go for it. Right. I can see a, a big heavy tank behind a building. I have no business seeing it when I'm looking at it, but I know it's there. Yeah, there there's an issue with, with thinking real life and whatnot. Right, let's land on the most controversial overall, though, still, oh I'd say. So, just to go real real quick on it, uh, small arms do nothing against uh, buildings anymore. And the most, arguably the best point a lot of people brought up, and I'll bring it up as well, is while it makes sense for like rifles and SMGs to stop doing damage to like concrete bunkers and whatnot, having machine guns do nothing to like foxholes is a bit silly because that's still a fucking machine gun you need to deploy and whatever. And the, the silliest part is, from what I understand, the vehicle mounted versions are still gonna do damage. So you're basically you have the oh, same no. HMG, the same HMG on two scenarios one where a player just uses it on the ground and it does zero damage and one when it's mounted on the vehicle and it magically starts doing damage so this this goes into this culture the devs made about every different caliber it's its own thing and depending on what vehicle it is it does more or less damage which is all stupid like <laughs> for example 
I'm thinking small arms no longer do damage. I'm assuming everything from a rifle, a rifle and scaling down. But then you're telling me an HMG doesn't, you know, that doesn't work either. But the half track version will still do damage. <laughs> and it's like, see, I was under, I was under misconception about this whole thing. Now, when I first heard this, for some reason, I don't know why I thought I heard this, but uh, when they announced this, I was all for it. I was like, great idea, needs to, and in my opinion, it does need to happen. It does. Small arms for too long have done damage to these things that are meant to hold front lines and shit like that. It's fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. However, uh, I thought that they were going to be introducing a limit to the defences around certain tiers of things. Now, I had a conversation with Kazansky a couple of days later, and uh, Kaz told me that uh, no, there is no limit. There is. Uh, it's going to be exactly how it is now. The only thing that is changing is the. Uh, uh, defend uh, the resistance to small arms these things take so you're still going to get these huge sprawling bases full of foxholes um that are, you know obviously they're going to be a million times harder to, to kill now i'm personally not worried about it for us because for a very very long time uh, our guys have, have been practicing smokes and hes and all of that thing we know what we're doing in that regard However, this is going to severely, severely impact how randoms can influence the war um, because front lines are going to turn from, from ridiculous grinds into like god tier ridiculous grinds with these things. Yeah, and uh, the, the first thing that came into my mind was rip that poor private who's going to fire his 10 clips into that foxhole and just like rage quit the game forever because he couldn't understand why is he not doing anything to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it, foxholes are already ridiculously valuable for what they are. 50 BMATs for, you know, a foxhole is, is value central in my opinion. They're not even going to increase the the cost of these things so there's got 50 bmats is going to get you a pretty much invulnerable structure can you imagine all of these things that are getting built built on logic roads in the back line yeah that's one of the biggest concerns really that's the heart of the issue is cost efficiency right you you just made it extraordinarily cost inefficient to deal with pretty much anything constructed now well again that may be off because we don't know like we don't know what we don't know and we don't know what the actual values are going to be to manufacture HEs and you know all these things we can make some assumptions about that but we don't know what we're walking yeah but there's a, there's an argument in my opinion there's an argument you can make AGs dead cheap you know like they only cost yeah. BMATs and Absolutely. I did I, I get that and it doesn't really fucking matter do exactly I'll, I'll tell you exactly. why I'll tell you what um day day one of the war Day one of the war, you you could have a million fucking HE grenades. You put four veterans in a foxhole on a main lodgy artery in in four foxholes in a square, and they only have to cover their little corners and stuff like that. So you know they've got their backs covered. Nobody in there, like I mean, it would take half a map a map's worth of people to assault that position and get away with it. You know what I mean? To take well, out even one foxhole with a HE rush. Yeah. And then, it's already it already is that way. You still need at least a two to three demand, like two to one or even three to one advantage, even in current meta. Think, think, yeah, think about it. They've got no gas grenades, though, at the start of the war. Oh, I hear you. They've got all. But even, you know even the start of war, like you would need, if you're going to assault like a four foxhole line, even start of war, you're going to want at least 12 guys. Yeah. So therefore, to have a to have a realistic chance of taking well, one foxhole. Even down. max ranging them. Even max ranging it. Exactly. Yeah. 
So you're going to need at least double that number to to even think about <laughs> assaulting the ridiculous. division now. And how? And 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 if it's only four people doing that, can you? If if you did that on every major lodge lodge artery, you'd break the fucking game. You wanna add to it? Let's add to it. Like AGs, okay, they're dirty cheap, right? They're dirty cheap to produce, but how heavy are they? How much they're gonna slow you down when you carry them? How many so can this, you carry? This is the yeah. issue, is even now, we can massively produce HEs, but it's not the issue. And we've always had abundance of HEs, it's just there's better things to use them on. And now you're just getting rid of those tactics to be like, well, now you only have to use these now. Well, well uh, so I'm, I'm reading all these changes, I'm like, okay, this is good, this is interesting. I'm waiting for just one sentence and just being like, okay, come on guys, you can do it, you're almost there, you're almost there. And then I'm like, you're not going to, like, the key is... Is when that when structure is damaged, it cannot be repaired. That was the line I was waiting for, because that's the only thing that can make everything okay. You know what? It's worth viable now, because if you're still sending guys to lob HEs or anything, well, now you that guy with nothing but BMATs is just going to repair for. Dark has an incredible point, to be honest. Like all of this means almost nothing. Adding this concept of repair being as it is right now. Because if repair remains as it is right now, it's not going to even matter if you can hit the AGs on the foxhole. As long as you don't hit all the necessary AGs to destroy it instantly, it's going to be full health until you return for the second try. In addition to that, so that, yeah, that, that defeats it at the start. During uh, the Saturday up, I actually pretended for a moment and try to get my head in the environment of what this would look like. Because I saw we had 80 HEs in the town hall. I'm like, what the hell? I'll grab I'll grab three of these bad boys, see if I can make them work. And we were kind of vested with a uh, bunker complex. When we went north, uh, Razor. And mm -hmm. that bunker complex, I brought the more half track to. Yeah. Well, I brought a few HEs, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can get some HE grenades on these rifle garrisons. And it took me like two or three attempts just to barely sneak an HE grenade in the pitch black of darkness with no colonial defenders. <laughs> You know, because like we don't have smokes at, at that moment or anything. So like, how am I supposed to deal with a bunker with just HEs? Uh, and uh, I can answer that question by the way that you asked before, Razor, because uh, it was asked uh, in the Q and A section of the dev, dev, dev stream, if I remember correctly. The weight of the grenades is staying the same. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's it ridiculous. Felt, bad. It felt really bad. Yeah. Oh my so god, that's around, ridiculous. Saturday, eighty percent three grenades by kit, whatever, and I'm trying to figure out how to how to cozy up next to this rifle garrison. And I know that I'm going to get my three HEs off and it's going to do like 6% damage to it uh, for my three HEs. And I'm just like, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be really bad. As, really tough. As a fanatic, like you guys, like people watching don't know, but uh, you can ask, especially Kaz and Avitus on the infantry, how much I have been barking at them about use smokes, use AGs, start, you know, start running drills. Everybody needs to utilize them. And as much a fan I am, and as much as I run around with them, is I'm telling you guys, like, if, if, if there's no reduction on the weight, that is a total, total and utter disaster. It's different talking about them now, because now they're used as a tool. Uh, they're getting turned into a meta. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the problem well, is, uh, I've I've been running against defenses, and Maybar can testify as well because he's actually extremely skilled into this as well. I've been running at defenses for a long, long time, and I'm telling you, you can't carry more than three AGs realistically on you, and you're not going to land all of them probably uh, perfectly either. 
so <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but the meta is going to be what we do, just like run 20 people. So the, uh, uh, yes, I know the, the one, because I was thinking about it. What would be the one counter that the devs and whoever can, can offer against all of these points? And that counter is suppression, right? Apparently, you know, suppressing the, the defense is going to be way more effective uh, now. But that's that's like I don't know. I don't know if that's enough, considering all the it's, the it's minuses. Not enough. Like that's not that's not been the issue. It's that it doesn't. You can't do a sufficient amount of damage in relation to the casualties you're taking to get the job done, uh, especially or get it done in a way that's remotely reasonable. Because the casualties that you're expending, the resources that you're expending to do this is obscene. So even taking a basic foxhole, yeah, I can smoke an HE down a foxhole, but think of what I'm putting in to kill 50 BMATs at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'd, what I was what I was referring to before with the with the tool and the meta thing, like the at the at, there's nothing wrong with HE grenades. You know what I mean? Like that needs to be said. HE grenades for, uh, are, are great in my opinion. I love them. Like especially for like trench cut as soon as uh, trenches came came out and stuff like that, um, they were excellent for because you, the arc of them you can just lob them into an enemy trench and pretty much clear it out. You know what I mean? I love them. The problem is uh, turning them from a tool, which is you know a viable bit of equipment that you can take for uh, for pretty much uh, trench combat and several different situations, into a meta thing that you need to take as part of your primary equipment, is two totally different things. You know what I mean? And I think that that leap is going to catch a lot of people off guard. So uh, I know we're... Uh, you want to say something, Cass? I think I'm, I have yeah. more closing statement. Yeah, no, go, go ahead and close it out, though. I wasn't going to say anything useful. So I know we're we're saying we're picking out all the problems with it, but what what do you guys think we can do as like a solution for this? You know, So they, they're, they're doing this, and we know the HEs are currently, you know, the issues with H with HEs, but what would you guys say is a good is a good like what can what can they could do better? I mean, like you said, a, a good a good start would be especially for Foxos is uh, either increase the cost of it. They need to put more BMATs into it. This was one option. A second option is clearly uh, fixing the repair rate on them, so they're not able to just do an Amish barn meme from uh, Family Guy and just you know rebuild it every two seconds while you're away getting more AGs. Um, there's a lot, you know, like getting the AGs a bit lighter would also help, in my opinion. Um, yeah, pull times and HEs like that's that seems like a minor time, thing, yeah. but yeah, that's that's one barrier to people carrying that kind of equipment is they don't want us to take the extra twenty seconds to pull the kit. It's 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 not that for me. That's not the reason. Like if you're rushing a foxhole and you're expected to do a, a decent amount of damage to it, like if you're carrying three HE grenades and you kit, you're going to be slow as fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're just going to get shot before you even get in exactly. range. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's the reason why I'm pissed off about it. Because if you even if you take a one HE grenade with your kit, you're significantly slowed mm -hmm. down. You know what I mean? You know, you know, playing infantry all the time, dude. HE grenades are ridiculously expensive. In my, I feel in the my, difference when I carry my pistol and my hammer. Three, three simple changes uh, would solve a lot of the problems that I have uh, with this uh, whole thing. Knock foxholes up to about 120 BMATs. Knock AT guns up to about 250, um, and half the weight of HE grenades. 
and maybe it, it'll be a, a little bit less uh, rough. Uh, yeah, I mean, anti AT guns is probably not that viable necessarily to be extremely expensive, although because like you wouldn't remove them with small arms anyway, so that's sort of a tank issue, not a. Uh, AG issue, but yeah, definitely the increase of price on Foxholes, and you know, to be to, Thank you for the to be perfectly honest, um, probably the most important part is the repair in my mind. Like that's the the, the biggest broken mechanic there, right? Because if if they can repair them as before, it's gonna be just just a nightmare in in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you you've got a point there. Uh, there is one thing I am looking forward to, though, gentlemen. That is going to be made a hell of a lot more viable by this update. Uh, siege trenches. Siege trenches are going to be OP. Oh, <laughs> oh no! You didn't even oh think about it, did you? God. You didn't even no, think about that. Oh god! The only way oh, they're going to be able no. to stop the siege trench now is with explosives, guys. So yeah, it's going to be fun. And so fun, you're fun, trading, fun. you're trading explosives for shovel time. Dude I, would, uh, dude, I would, dude, I would, dude, I would trade anything for a buff to the fucking siege trench. The siege trench oh, is my it's shit. It's gonna be cancer. <laughs> Love the siege I didn't trench. even think about that, but yeah. Okay, let's go to the next slide. I think that's juicy ones. Let's move on to the uh, <laughs> to the overpowered, the new overpowered <laughs> vehicle. Ah, uh, thick ass boy. <laughs> Damn, he's thick. <laughs> it's like it's like we're all in a break room and like ding what's so what's the worst thing about the siege the siege tank now let's get that idea and slap it into a field gun <laughs> hey uh, that's the only we wheeled this thing out of the museum if you want to use it <laughs> okay the thing is for me like the range is still impacting my brain to be honest cause like mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine having this yeah. made in real life and just like firing it for twenty five oh. meters? <laughs> if, no, you fire faster or fire further <laughs> than that. You'd be, you'd be able to feel the fucking heat from the explosion on your face. <laughs> in that fucking range, holy shit! Uh, well, just to keep it honest, I think the similar the colonials on the siege tank. If uh, if you'd build a siege tank in real life, the projectile landing would damage the tank. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, course, it's, it, let's talk about in-game viability, though, for this thing, and not just how ridiculous. Yeah, it I know. Yeah, I couldn't help like, myself. So, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this, like, like in-game viability. Yeah, the siege tank is pretty fucking useless to begin with. But the only thing that it has to its no, advantage no. is the fact that it's that it's fucking mechanized. It can it, it can at it can least move. retreat out of there. Exactly. You know what I mean? This thing. This thing, I am going to tell you now, this thing is going to have one primary good use for it, and that's cleaning up concrete bunker bases after they've been conquered. <laughs> that is all it's going to be fucking used for, I'm telling you. Like, there might be the odd occasion, you know, where we're trying to get a YouTube, uh, like, clip or something like that as of actually using it, you know what I mean? Where we roll up fucking ten of them or something like that and, and try and do some damage with them. Because, you know, if they're deployed en masse and these things are easier to ship to the front, like they said they were going to be, then, you know, maybe it could be used. But when it's, it's all about how much it's going to cost, though, you know what I mean? If the, And the shells are quite expensive and shit like that. So mm. why would you not 
reallocate those resources elsewhere. You know what I mean? If it's going to be an early game artillery, then maybe no, we'll see. We'll see. It's it it just from its stats and its appearance, I'm not saying it's viable. Um, I'm gonna say the the most important stat in my mind is speed. If it's fast enough, it might actually be viable, but it needs to be goddamn fast for something you push because you need to like let's let's just imagine how this would work right you would smoke the area in front of you properly and then you you'd probably push in three or four of those real quick fire them at the enemy defenses pull them back right so in my mind in this in this little uh, mock-up i've just presented to you guys the most important thing is speed how fast can you push them up, fire them, pull them back. I think it might be able to be used in conjunction with uh, smoke howitzers and stuff like that. That might be a good use for them. Uh, there is, like I said, there is tactics that they are viable to be used in. It's just, I just can't see it though. Like you on a mass the scale. the 120mm smoke shell to bring in your 25mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah well, the, the decreeing a... part is the <laughs> the, the, the one that's really going to suck on these things. but uh... And it really is, because when you have something that's low cost, it means it's a high turnover rate for for the enemy faction. So that means if it's cheap to produce, we're going to be producing a lot of them, and guess what? It's going to be in the enemy hands, because just like every field gun that's in uh, close combat, it will change hands to the enemy once mm. they see it, and it will be in their hands. I think now, the only limit to that is lot. that Oh yes, but and but one thing they did that I'm actually like happy is they put a shell capacity, so you can't overjack these things with so much shells now. Yeah, that's so good. That's like, yeah, even if you lose it, you won't lose be, fucking like, one hundred of them shells. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I still again, I'm just really hoping they get the speed right on them. If they get the speed right on them and they're fast, like fast support guns. Sure, maybe you can find a use for them. Even if even if they get the speed right, though, dude, what you've got to think about is you can't just think about us using them. Yeah, I know. Because that's what I was thinking about. As, as soon as you start thinking about it, you think, right, well, how could we use that to attack a bunker base and to do our tactics and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what you've got to think about when you really. You've got to think about a bunch of randoms trying to use this thing. You know what I mean? And, like, the only way that this is going to be viable is with like a plan in place you know what i mean a real plan in place with structure behind it that's the only way that this is going to be viable like uh if a bunch of randoms are wheeling this thing down the road like what chance do they have really you know what I mean? yeah uh maximilian is saying in chat you'd rather have this as an emplacement gun and i agree yeah i would have, like if you had an emplacement mortar similar to this but it's just an emplacement you can put it down and use it even if you would have to creep it up every five meters, I wouldn't fucking mind. That would be way better because you knew you'd have the health. You know the enemy cannot just fucking push it back to their lines if you decrew it, and so on and so forth. So the the thing is with everything, there's always pros and cons. Like mm. this is just one hundred percent of a of a con from the siege tank. You know, it's like like again, you I agree with one hundred percent. Downgrade the speed. The speed is like what makes. You know, comparing it between the siege tank and this, like, you know, vastly a, a better vehicle because it can just leave, you know, it fires and it can just get out of there. This, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It's going to, it's going to be real hard. I'd, I mean, if, if I was, 
I'd give it a, a slightly longer barrel and give it a 45 meter range, and that might have been a bit more viable. 50 meter range, something like that, might be a bit better. So that would be a, an increase increase on its range, and then it'd be like that would be like you know at least it's like not a straight just 100. All of it is bad. At least you wouldn't have to push it into the fucking range of the AT gun that you're firing at. Uh, Dark, I understand you want me to show. Oh yeah, so th 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 this this coincidence that uh that they've modeled it off of kind of made me laugh though because I I love it personally. Fraser can uh, show it. Give me a sec. I I yeah I was going on the wrong browser there for a second. My bad. Almost all of his inappropriate romance tabs. <laughs> Oh my god! Looks exactly like a grot cannon, and it's like yeah. The... We're gonna fire rips out of it instead of the shells. Please say yes. We're putting rips in there. <laughs> but that's, that's that's another thing I could use is to make it like you know at least make me feel a little happier. But it's just a pure coincidence. But you know at least I have something I can like. <laughs> we can all of us boys. We can fire the rips or we can fire the Germans. You pick. I don't know. The rips first. Germans might not be happy about it. Well. Just my. They give us more rips, so we need, we need them. They're a viable source. Yeah, well, at least it looks cool. <laughs> I was. It looks. I was swimming I for a. Look at it. Yeah. Klaus, send me a. Fully painted battle tank, or you're getting fired out one of these things. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe one. you can fit maybe you can fit Klaus, but good luck fitting fitting Hans in there. <laughs> right, let's go for Board. the. Oh, hmm. oh, this <laughs> this is like I I don't want to hate it, but I I love everything on on the model. This is one of the rare occasions where. Every single inch of this vehicle has something about it. There is no wasted space because everything there it just looks fantastic. Like I, I, I like this is like my new favorite model now because it just looks so damn good. The only problem is it's green. Oh, uh, I mean, of course, but other than that, like I love exactly like the risks they did to make this vehicle. Yeah, it just looks so damn good. I'm glad I'm glad you have that opinion because I, I didn't want to have to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, I love this vehicle. Uh, I think it really does have a place. Very good move to put it in. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays in game, and we're going to have to see how annoying this thing is. But um, I think it's going to be usable, definitely usable. The only thing that has me worried about it is how they sort of talked about it. They talked about it like. It's supposed to be used for flanking yet again. You know what I mean? Instead of the, uh, uh, but they did they did talk about its viability for long range road engagements. It's almost as if they took our quote from the last video that we did about tank engagements because <laughs> they pretty much said it word for word, where they said you know tanks are engaging on roads and backing up and blah blah blah. And I think this is their answer to that. But they did mention something about flanking as well. So we'll have to see how it works. Um, and we'll we'll see if it can uh, can do its job. the 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 main thing about it, though, it's always going to come back to uh, who's driving it and who's manning it. And if this thing is not manned by veterans and it gets it finds itself out of position, it's going to die incredibly quickly. 
like <laughs> ridiculously quickly. It's not. It's definitely not a, a, a tank to be, uh, you know, pushed forward on the front line or something like that. So for me, uh, go ahead. There. I'll, I'll just go, go. You, can, you can go. You can go. Um, for me, again, it comes down to speed once more. I don't know what the fuck is up with this update, but everything seems to be related to speed. Uh, I feel like that's the the thing that's gonna make or break this uh, vehicle period. Because first of all, the, the the engine is on the front, and we all know what having the engine on the front means. It, every shot is gonna just like do extreme amounts of damage and also have a chance of rupturing the uh, the fuel tank, right? Um, and I have seen going back to you know cruise as well. I have seen so many times. Silverhands just accelerating towards a mortar half-track that was trying to to get in range to hit them and being able to catch up to them, shoot them, destroy them and back up before the mortar half-tracks could get into behind the friendly lines. And mind you, the mortar half-track is probably the fastest combat vehicle into the game right now. So if this is not as fast as the half-track at least, it's going to fall prey to silver hands all day long. I'm, I'm almost convinced. The extra range is not going to do much, in my opinion, at least. If well, two silver hands get in range and fire all four guns on it, I feel like it should be gone. Most likely at least disabled, if not... I mean, I'm sorry, dude, but one silver hand getting in range of this thing, if it hits it with both shells in its engine, it's going to be disabled, dude. Yeah, but it's bouncing and other mechanics oh, to yeah, keep yeah, in true, mind, yeah. so... It, it might bounce the first shell and maybe second one penetrates probably yeah, not yeah. enough to disable it but, and such. So one thing we go at is that, you know, the dreaded 45 range and, you know, Colonials didn't appreciate when the Wardens had such a thing. But here they are, you know. I'm not here to complain about the 45 meter range. I think it, it fits well for what it's trying to do. And if the if this vehicle is in a situation where it's by itself against a silver hand and thinking it could take on the silver hand, then you know, like a, a bad thing is going to happen. Pretty much like what we told the colonials how to deal with the, you know, the ascension is to close Thank the you gap. For the follow and you follow you, essential scum. Like that's all it is is that first shot, and that's it. But you can still win the engagement as long as you get close. But one thing I want to let you know is that this is just a normal light tank flopped and reversed. So my my mentality is it'll probably be slow going forward, but reversing it could probably just book it. You know, where I think this thing is going to shine more than anywhere else, clean up after a tank engagement. So you, you've got a colonial tank out in the field burning. You've got a couple of warden tanks out in the field burning. This thing rolls in from the side and cleans up the warden tanks. That's where I'm thinking it's it's, exactly. uh, it's going to be uh, good for. I should have just called it the Reaper or something like that because it completely seems more. That's a good. Great. That's a good. That's a good fucking name for it, actually. The Reaper, yeah, for that exact reason, yeah, that would be sick. Just just by off of that, we've already created a better lore name than <laughs> like AT Sniper Light Tank. It's like what? Yeah, well, uh, we can just you know like uh, you know how the Americans like abbreviated certain uh, certain things like they they called the uh, the Zero the ja the Japanese airplane the Zero when it wasn't called that or something. Uh, we could call this the Reaper, just a, a nickname for it. Our among our men. 
No, but yeah, it's 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 exactly how you put it. It's like what I think as well, or it should be utilized is during your main, because that's the main thing that Colonials have struggles doing is finishing and closing the gap. And this, they can reliably, you know, get the extra firepower to yeah. finish off a vehicle. J- just to make Evergreen. sure. Evergreen. Evergreen brings up a good point as well. Uh, it'll need to shift its uh, entire hull to bring its gun to bear. So it hasn't got a movable turret, uh, or at least it doesn't look like that. No, no, so, it should be fixed. That's how I understand it as well. Like, Yeah. I think if it could rotate it or its turret, it would be a bit uh, pointless Doom. to have the yeah. and engine on the back one that just probably reverse everywhere. Mike, to answer yeah, your questions, good. all BTs are out of the game until uh, until later uh, in wait, wait, what? the year. Yes, all BTs wait, are what? out of the game. They're not going to have any what? BTs in the game for the foreseeable future. Battle tanks have been cancelled. So is it officially they're removed from the game, or is it just on ice? Cancelled for now, probably to be nerfed from, at least that's how I understand. You know what's real funny? Because, and I feel like we're we're allowed to say this now because it's already been like years, but back when they first had the closed closed testing server, when they were first introducing, you know, the BT, I remember like we were trying to tell everyone, like, Foxel doesn't need this high expensive high you know this this very high coordinated vehicle that you know this high high powered end game vehicle it just needs something that's an upgraded compared to the light tank and then just seeing just hearing that right now that they're closing it is just like a you know like a, like a good scoff laugh like wow really like yeah well apparently they're gonna come back but we don't know in what form exactly i, I think i think they'll they'll definitely come back because they're too cool not to come back. I think the, the 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 problem is with them is they're a little bit too cool. So everybody wants one, you know what I mean? And it, the end game wars do tend to turn into, you know, fifty battle tanks and three infantry versus fifty battle tanks and three infantry. So I can I can kind of see where they're getting at. the The thing with the battle tank is it just needs to be made a hell of a lot more tougher and ridiculously a lot more expensive and have like three of them per team. You know what I mean? What seeing one of these things should be fucking rare, but they should be ridiculously hard to kill. You know what I mean? Um, you, you shouldn't even be able to have more than one in a map, in my opinion, at a time. Yeah, I do agree that you know the solution to uh, stopping the spam is not <laughs> removing them, but you know just making them expensive or, like you said, putting some proper limitations on it. Uh, uh, because, like, you know, I don't... Maybe I can understand the upgraded versions kind of being taken off because they they had their own issues. They were getting bugged or whatever. But, I don't know, maybe a, a weaker variety of battle tanks should have still been kept. It's it's a hard discussion, if you ask me. But well, it, um, It's taking away content. No one wants that. That's, yeah, that's just the, it, the I mean... They didn't say they're not they're gonna be gone forever, so I'm just expecting them to be nerfed <laughs> when they come back or something like that. Or just probably turn into different vehicles that resemble the battle tank. I, I, I mean I do think that we need a hell of a lot of variety of tanks in the game because I think that gets a lot of draw from people that would potentially buy the game. So I think having a lot of variety of tanks is a good move. 
So I, I do think the battle tank has a place. I just don't think it should be uh, mobilized on the scale that both factions mobilize it on when it's unlocked. Because I mean, and you can't blame both factions for doing for doing that because it's obviously the most it's the coolest thing, it's the most it's the uh, toughest thing, and it brings a lot of firepower there. So obviously you're going to pick that over something that's slightly less expensive. Um, I think I think that uh, bringing the battle tank back limiting its number and making it a lot more tougher is the way to go rather than uh just nerfing it and keeping it how it is because it's not going to fix the problem you're still going to have 20 battle tanks roaming around because however much you nerf it it can't be nerfed to a such a degree that it's uh, that the shell does less damage or something like that because it, you know it'll it'll change how other guns fire and and, and stuff like that so it, it's just not uh not viable to nerf it in my opinion it's not going to change the number of tanks that are going to come out on the field by the end of the game one thing i really like to point out real quick and i want to make a little sneak in the future here and call that the the complaints of against silverhands are going to be even more ridiculous after this change think about it now the battle tanks are no more Battle tanks were the main counter to Silver Hands. Yep. So now this AT tank, sniper, whatever you want to call it, Reaper, is supposed to be the counter to the Silver Hand. But I do not think that's going to work like that. There's no way this thing is going to counter a Silver Hand on the field. No fucking way. So what's oh. left? What's left to counter the Silver Hand? Light tanks? I have a few videos <laughs> of how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look well. This is going to be tied in with a lot of other factors that are going to be changing. I, I would assume, you know, just presumptuating the battlefield, where now you can conceal AT guns, and now you can you, know, you have this vehicle here that's more suited not to be in the in the front line, but be behind a light tank. You get what I mean? And I, I get you 100% where you're coming from. That you know, against the silver hand, in the right, con in most of its conditions, you will lose from it because it's got more DACA than it has than than you. But that's not the, that's not there's if they're fighting the silver hands head on, they're gonna lose 100%. They fight anything with the silver hand, they will lose. That's not you know, like that. That's playing at the enemy's strength. We want you to fight us head on with our silver hands because that's where our guns are at. I think the I think the problem I mean I brought it up a million times, but the problem with that is that there's not much room to do anything other than fight the enemy head on in a lot of circumstances. You know what I mean? Especially with randoms. So it's gonna be one of those things where I think the colonials are gonna overestimate this thing's ability to outrange the silver hand, and then the silver hand's just going to gain the relevant meters that it needs to launch a shell at this thing, and it's not going to last very long. Oh yeah, especially how like I'll, like I'm with Razor with that first volley of the two shots, and it's like oh man, like I see it being devastating. All it has to do is close that five meter gap, and it's over. And with the acceleration of the silver hand, that five meter gap is not going to mean anything, especially because the shells in this game don't act like actual tank shells; they splash. Do did they not nerf the silver hand speed yet? No, the speed no. is the one thing that was nerfed. <laughs> they nerfed everything else. So, th this is getting forty-five meter range. Is the warden half track gonna get the same treatment as well? Mm, from what I understand, no. But the warden half track does get the uh, gunner visual bonus. 
So yeah, well, so does this as well. So I'm just like, like this is just looking at a hundred percent like upgraded version. You get what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should it, it should increase the it should increase the speed of the no, it should increase the range of the motor half track as well in my opinion. You're right. With AT, the AT half track, if I said mortar half track, I'm. Oh, you you mean you mean the AT half track? Because that's the only thing I'm like you know because it's a, it's a, no, essentially you, an upgraded version of that. You you don't get extra range on the. I mean, I suppose the one thing that's good about the uh, Warden uh, AT half-track is that you do get a degree of... Mobility turn, again. Don't you? Mm. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something that this doesn't have. So. Also, model, though. I love it. the other love thing it. that this thing... Just... No, no problem. The other thing that this thing doesn't will not have is a silver hand in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, I just I, I love I love the look of this. This is like rarely do they ever produce such a beautiful looking vehicle, and this is just a joy to look at. I just can't like, wait for the uh, for the update that's going to bring out paint jobs because then we oh, can make yeah. it tr look truly beautiful. Exactly, exactly. Put a big Callahan face on the side of it. Let it go. Right, uh, I think we have talked about this vehicle to death. Shall we move on? I can, I can just look at it for a couple more minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I know you can, but it's it looks already, so so good. We're already oh. going pretty pretty long now. So no, Maximilian, no, settle down. <laughs> okay, no, we don't say the T word around here. Oh no, <laughs> you didn't. Now you made Avatus go in this true form. <laughs> I do want my Puma, sir. I do want it. But I I don't like the uh, I I don't necessarily want the colonial version of the Puma, which is the ATF truck. I'm just hoping, you know, we get something like that, but for wardens and it's fast. And I know they, they can put whatever they want for a gun, but not an AT I have, <laughs> not an AT rifle. Something well, else. In, in uh, I know y'all been playing War Thunder, but the, one of their premium armored cars was like a Puma with the Pack Forty on it. Ooh, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I just that looks. It looks good. I don't have money to buy it, but you know, just something I'm thinking about. Like you know. Well, I think my wishes are not gonna probably come true because, uh, although maybe who knows, maybe an AC with a bigger caliber gun. That's the the biggest thing didn't, I can uh, hope for. Didn't the colonials get like something like that though? The ATAC, yes, but it yeah. has a. Yeah, it has a AT rifle that automatically fire as auto fire, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll bring out another model like that though. Yeah, we already got the AVAC, which is the exact opposite of what I want. So <laughs> I want a speedy <laughs> boy, not a fucking lazy slow ass car. Right. Well. Uh... Talked about it a lot today. We're approaching the two-hour mark. I think this might be the uh, the longest one ever, gentlemen. Yeah, time to cut it. <laughs> enough's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just uh, trying to milk them uh, Twitch partnership hours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, um, 
I am cautiously, very, very cautiously optimistic about all of this shit. Um, but like I say, we're just going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. I can't see a lot of viability for, for a lot of the stuff. Some of the stuff I'm very excited for, the hiding AT guns and stuff like that. That's been needed for a couple, a couple of years, like I said. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see how it plays out. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. No. Oh, yeah. Closing closing statement. That's all I got. I feel like I said enough. Two damn hours, and I want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, so I think going on on Avitus's, uh bit there, I think there are reasons to stay optimistic. But I will never stop ranting until I actually see them working on a regimental system or a fucking communication system or whatever to improve the tools we communicate with i'm gonna maintain that <laughs> until i see any work on that so that's still my my primary focus no, but I, I do got i do got go a ahead. closing statement go ahead. i'm sorry i'm sorry but i really do hope they change and focus on what's really crippling foxhole what what's really stopping people from wanting to play and whatnot they really gotta focus on that grind and like the worst elements of Foxhole. That's what they really got. Hopefully they fix that and look, take a good look into it. Agreed. Remember, gentlemen, stay out of those Foxholes and make sure to cook those grenades nice and spicy. Pull up the Chungus. Fire the Loba. <laughs> Farewell, guys. See you guys later. Thanks for joining, guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.